Hello, welcome back to the On My Mind podcast. My name is Ava, Ava Jules. Jules is actually my middle name, which might be a jump scare for you because I feel like every time people find out that Jules is not my last name, people are like, my whole life feels like a lie. (laughs) So yeah, thought we'd just get the pleasantries out of the way and finally speak my truth. Jules is indeed my middle name. Not that that's that important to know, but I thought I would just finally tell you. I am truly so excited for this episode because it's something I've never really dived into or talked about. And I feel like it's finally the time to do that because I've officially been doing social media for 10 years now. I hit 10 years back in December, which is so crazy. That's when I posted my first YouTube video when I was a little 13-year-old. And now we're here. It's been a long journey. I have a whole social media journey to share with you, and I figured it'd be fun to talk about either A, if you're interested in starting social media yourself, maybe you're already kind of trying to start, or you're just curious and want to hear the story of how I kind of built my own business and brand doing social media with myself, like my brand is me. And so I figured I'd talk about that because I never really have truly dived into it. I always get a lot of questions. And so I decided to make this a little two-part series today. I'm going to be primarily talking about my experiences, recap these last 10 years, how I got from being literally just a little 13-year-old with a camera uploading and getting 30 views per video to making it my full-time job, a career that supports me fully, that I'm able to do and have fun with and it fully supports my life and so I figured I'd talk about that because I think it's so interesting and everyone truly has such a unique experience with this whenever I talk to my friends or listen to other people's stories about how they got started on social media and where they are now it's so interesting because I think everyone has such a different story and journey with it so today I'm going to be sharing mine with you and then in the next episode I will be talking about my advice and tips for you guys, if you are interested in getting started with this business, because it is more and more popular to do this nowadays, which is just so wild to me how it's become such a big thing that like, it's not a joke anymore because I feel like when I started, it was kind of lame to be starting and there wasn't really money to be made. And I feel like now people know you can make money on the internet and it's, I don't want to say easier, but it's a lot more accessible to do that, especially with new apps like TikTok. So in the next episode, I'm going to be talking about my advice and tips for newer influencers or content creators or people who maybe want to get started with YouTube or whatever it is. But today we're going to be talking about solely just my journey. And yeah, I also asked you guys on the podcast Instagram to submit your questions. If you had any specific questions for me and my social media journey. Yeah, I'm so excited to finally be doing this because I wanted to wait a little bit till I felt like, well, you're never going to have all the answers. And like I said, this is just one person's story and journey with this. But I wanted to wait till I felt like I had enough years in my back pocket (laughs) to do this. And I feel like 10 is definitely enough, which is crazy in in and of itself because soon within the next few years, I will have done social media more in my life than I haven't for more than half my life. That was really confusing to follow, but basically what I'm trying to say here is that I have been doing social media for pretty much all of my conscious life, starting since I was 13 and now being 23, I really have grown up on the internet. And it's crazy that I can literally look back. It's like a time capsule of my entire teenagehood, young 20s. It's all 
on the internet to see, which is so wild. It's cool. And it's also kind of crazy that sometimes it can be up for scrutiny, but we'll get into all of that. Where I want to start is the beginning, my very humble beginnings, because I will say I didn't really start gaining traction up until maybe like four or five years ago now, because I have been on social media for 10 years, but it's really only become a business and a job and a career for me. Maybe like four or five years ago, I could support myself and do what I wanted to do with this. But yeah, it was a different time back then. Social media was super different. So this is kind of the story of how I navigated all the changes with social media because there's so many social media. I mean, you don't have to be a creator to know that it's changed so much within the last 10 years. You look at the apps that rise and fall and all the new changes. It is so insane. And being in it and having it as my job, I've definitely had to navigate all of that. So we'll get into that, but we'll start with the beginnings of me on YouTube. That's the platform that I started on. I grew up loving YouTube. Maybe when I was 11 or 12, I was just obsessed. We all know the OG YouTubers, Bethany Moda, just like her era of YouTube. I ate it up. I was obsessed. I loved Amanda Steele. I think, what was she, Makeup by Mandy 24, I think. Like, I was a huge fan of her. All those OG beauty YouTubers, I loved them all. And I ate it up. I wanted to be them so bad. That was my favorite form of entertainment. I was just born and bred a YouTube girly. I loved YouTube. I loved, loved, loved it. It felt like such an escape and it was so fun. And it also was so inspiring for me. That's where I learned how to do makeup. Not that I'm like that good at it, but that's what taught me watching these makeup tutorials and watching these beauty gurus it's so interesting youtube back then was so the content was so different now it's mostly vlogs people don't really make concept videos as much anymore there definitely is a niche for it but i'm more so talking about the lifestyle youtubers it's completely changed and witnessing it from how it used to be to how it is now it's so interesting because before if you were super casual people did not like that it was a lot of effort using just (laughs) all these different effects and shorter videos were in and now people like the casual hardly edited like laid back vlogs everyone has their own style with it obviously but it's so interesting anyway back in the day I loved it saturation on high that's that's when it was the best truly simultaneously while I was obsessed with these beauty gurus I also was a baby believer and This might sound dramatic to say that I owe my career to Justin Bieber, (laughs) but like the reason I started on YouTube was for him. Essentially, I thought if I posted videos on YouTube showing how many posters I had and different like Justin Bieber fangirl things, I thought he would notice me. And I was like, I know he's on YouTube because he got discovered on YouTube. So he definitely watches YouTube videos. This was in 2012, 2013 when he was just becoming popular. I actually had a different page than the page that you know now, that's just my channel, Ava Jules, but I had a different page. I think there's one video up. If you want to see my very humble beginnings, the title, or not the title, but the channel name is Ava Bieber space XO. I have a Belieber room tour that has stayed up. I think that video is like 10 years old already. And that was the first channel I ever made. So I was a huge fan. I wanted to share my love for him, connect with other fan pages because it was a thing back then people would like crazy obsessed fans would make videos on YouTube about how many posters they had doing merch hauls, whatever it was. 
And so I wanted to do that too, to kind of be a part of the community, to maybe get noticed by him. I was also obsessed with the beauty gurus at the same time, but I was like, you know what? This is my niche. Ava Bieber XO, this is who I am. That's the channel that I started on. And then once I got a little bit older, maybe when I was like mid 13, turning 14, that's when I decided, well, I kind of fell out of my fangirl era. (laughs) That came to a pretty abrupt stop, even though I swore it never would, but it's fine. I made a new channel because I was like, I just need to start fresh. I've always loved these makeup girlies. I want to be just like them. And so I started a channel called Beauty by Ava, which is the same channel that is my channel, YouTube channel now. But that was the username that I used to have because I was convinced that I was going to be the next beauty star. I was convinced. Makeup skills, little to none. But I I was a little, you know what? Sometimes you have to be a little delusional (laughs) and that'll get you places because I truly believed in myself and I just did not have a care in the world. The videos were a little bit embarrassing. I didn't really know what I was doing. I think I filmed videos on my phone that I had at the time. My parents had this camera, so I used that. I would either not edit it at all or I would edit it on my iPad on iMovie or just upload the raw footage. Sometimes I would film on my iPad. I would just use whatever I had around me to make it work because I just wanted it so bad. I was like, I don't need to have a fancy camera. I'm going to use anything that can record me. I don't care if it's a toaster with a camera in it. I just want to make these videos. And I honestly love the way I started so much because it came from such a good and innocent place. And that's not knocking anyone who starts now, but obviously nowadays everyone knows you can make money on social media. It's not a hidden secret. People know that. And I think that's what drives... And people know people know that there's a lot of money to be made in social media. And I think that drives a lot of people to want to start, which, you know, if that's your thing, that's your thing. And I'm not saying everyone who starts social media now is doing it for that reason. But back then there was no money to be made. I didn't even know you could make money. And so it just came from such an innocent place of wanting to be like these other girls that I was watching online. I was so inspired by them and I wanted to be that too. And so I did. And for the first maybe like two or three years, all I did was makeup videos. (laughs) I still have some up on my channel. As much as I would love to private all of my old videos, you know what? At the end of the day, that is where I started. That is my journey. And I'm just going to own it because it's so cute. Also looking back and scrolling on my channel right now to see what the first video that you can watch is, but it's so cool to see the progress of it and see where I started. And I think it's a good testimony that one, you can do anything that you put your mind to, even though I didn't really have it in my head that I wanted to make it a job and be quote unquote, like internet famous. I just wanted to do it because I had so much fun doing it and it was such a passion and I think that's the best way to do anything in life is have a love for it. But two, I think it also shows a good message that you don't have to have everything figured out when you start something. This goes for content creation or anything in life. You can do it scared. You can do it not being a pro at it. I had no idea what I was doing, but I think starting was better than just freaking out about not knowing what I was doing because I think either the fear of looking stupid holds us back or the fear of not knowing what we're doing. Honestly, who cares? And I I commend myself because little me did not have a care in the world. I was just so excited to be sharing and doing it. Nothing else really mattered to me. My first video, I just scrolled down all the way to the bottom, is a Sephora and drugstore makeup haul. It was posted 10 years ago on January 11th, 2014, 
the first video I ever had on my channel. Well, the reason I made my channel also was because I wanted to post what I got for Christmas haul. The birthday of my channel is December 24th, which was Christmas Eve of 2013. And I always loved how all the YouTubers I would watch would do Christmas hauls. And I was like, I want to do one. So I made one. It's not on my channel because I think I deleted it a long time ago and I can't get it back, which sucks. But that was the first video that I ever made. I have screenshots of it. You've probably seen it because I've posted it on my Instagram. But yeah, it's so crazy. And then from there, it's just a whole lot of beauty videos. Ugh, it was just such a different time. Outfit of the days, everyday makeup routines. Like, wow, what a time to be alive. This was, this was the era. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. I feel like January is filled with a lot of goal setting, go-getting, and on one hand, it can feel really inspirational and motivational, but also sometimes it feels like there's so much pressure to reinvent ourselves. So instead, I think expanding on what you're already doing right and building on that is the way to go. And with therapy, you can do just that. Therapy has changed my life in so many ways. It's definitely been a journey. Sometimes it's not the easiest thing to do, but it's been so helpful to me and my life and my growth and who I am. I feel like I've been able to discover things about myself and get the tools that I needed to go through all of life's challenges. And I think that anyone could benefit from therapy, no matter what you're going through, it can help you reach your full potential. I feel like the hardest part is starting. Sometimes it's intimidating. You don't know where to start, but BetterHelp makes it easy. It's done entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All it takes is a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. I know a lot of people get nervous to do therapy because of the whole face-to-face -face interaction. Maybe that's not something they're comfortable with, but with BetterHelp, you can do messaging with your therapist, video chats, phone calls, literally whatever is the most comfortable for you. And also what I think is cool is that if you're not vibing with your therapist, you can always change the therapist at no additional cost at any time because honestly, finding good therapy is kind of like dating. You gotta find what you like, find what you don't like. So celebrate the progress you've already made. Visit betterhelp.com slash mind today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash mind. If I had to describe my journey on social media, I would say it was a slow burn. I did not blow up overnight and that happens to people and it's just so crazy, but I am really grateful that did not happen, <laughs> which you might be like, why? That'd be so cool to go viral overnight. But I love that it was a slow burn because I feel like I had to work for everything. Not that people who blow up overnight don't, but it just made all of it so much sweeter when I would hit these milestones of 1,000 subscribers, 10,000. It happened so slowly and so gradually that I feel like I got to enjoy it. And also, I feel like it got me used to being seen by that many people because I think I get so worried and I feel for the people who blow up overnight because people expect them to be able to know how to handle it. But it's not normal to have your life scrutinized by hundreds of people, thousands of people, millions of people and social media can reach millions of people. And yeah, when people blow up overnight, I'm just like, wow, I cannot imagine how hard it is to adjust to that. But back to what I was saying, I definitely had a slow growth on social media. When I started, oh boy, the first like three years, I was getting maybe 30 views. Sometimes I would hit a hundred views and that was crazy. I didn't really get many comments. It's so sad, but so cute. On that first video, that Sephora drugstore makeup haul, I make a comment and I was like, I think it's that video. Let me know what else you guys want to see from me, even though nobody ever comments on my videos. Like that is 
so sad. Was it that or was it the Bleeber Room tour? I don't know. But to me, it wasn't getting the views. It wasn't about getting subscribers. Like I said, I just loved it and I had a passion for it. And that's what drove me to do it for so long because I think it's easy to get frustrated with social media. Some people, like I said, they just strike gold and hit it viral overnight and they grow extremely quickly. But I think a lot of people tend to struggle and they're like, why am I not getting seen? Why am I not getting views? And it can be hard, but that's kind of how my journey was too. Like I said, for years, didn't make any money off of it because there wasn't really money to be made. And I also wasn't getting enough views to even get Google AdSense. I remember the first paycheck I ever got from YouTube was $26 and I was so excited. You had to reach the minimum amount of $25 to get a paycheck from them. And I remember when I finally surpassed that and I made $26 and I got that check mailed to me. I felt like the luckiest girl in the world because $26, how old was I? I must've been like 14 or 15. That was crazy that I got paid for doing something I loved. That concept was just beyond me. And it's so sweet thinking back to that because I had no idea (laughs) what was coming. I never thought it was going to become this. That was never the goal. That was never the intention. I just loved what I was doing and nothing else really mattered. I give young me a lot of credit because I was super consistent, even though I wasn't getting seen by many people. Like I said, I wasn't driven by views and numbers and stuff. So I just kept going. I would upload two to three times a week for years. I've never taken a break from social media longer than maybe like two weeks without posting. I've never actually kind of fallen off the internet in a way of like not uploading, which is interesting. And I've definitely gotten burnt out at times, but that's a different conversation. However, I was always very consistent. I definitely, in school, I was in middle school and I started posting, got bullied. People thought I was lame. People thought I was stupid, embarrassing. I didn't care. And even when it did bother me a little bit, it didn't stop me, which young me was very powerful because I think I would be so bothered now. Like people can be ruthless, especially middle schoolers. So shout out to young me for dealing with that because I don't know if I could deal with that now. I'm very sensitive. After doing that for a few years, I kind of grew out of doing the whole makeup thing. I realized it wasn't really for me. At the time I was doing makeup because I did love to do my own makeup, but I also was kind of just copying other people, wanting to be other people because I was so inspired by them, which was fine. But I kind of started to find my own groove with YouTube. And that's when I started resonating more with the lifestyle content, which is a lot different because you're posting about your life, not about like products and makeup and themed videos. Your content becomes your life instead of the other way around where you have a certain topic and you can talk about that. My personal life started becoming what I made content about. And so I kind of made that transition. It happened pretty naturally. And I officially changed my username from Beauty by Ava to just Ava Jules. I was like, yes, this is a new me. It's a new time. I think I made a whole dramatic video about like Beauty by Ava is dead or whatever. I don't know. Yo, that was like clickbait era. (laughs) I was never much of a clickbaiter. Clickbait is when someone titles their video something super enticing and or the thumbnail is looks like it's going to be a certain way and you think you're going to get a certain thing out of it just so they can get you to click on the video and get views, but then literally it has nothing to do with that. For example, sometimes people will be like, well, I actually don't think this is that popular anymore because people do not, like viewers do not like clickbait. But back in the day, I remember seeing YouTubers be like, this is my last video or saying goodbye, dot, dot, dot. And it's like a thumbnail of them crying. And they're literally just saying that they're going on a two week break from posting. (laughs) But then it would get a lot of views. Anyway, that is besides the point. 
I made the transition to being more of a lifestyle creator, which I really loved and I still do love because that's kind of the genre I've stuck with all of the last few years. I was in high school at that point and I would say maybe like sophomore, junior year, I really started to get into vlogging. I loved sharing my life. There's a lot of pros and a lot of cons with that. I would say there's a lot of pros and a lot of cons with that. I would say a pro was that it was just fun to do. And I also can literally look back at my life in video format, which is something a lot of people don't have. I can look back to my sophomore year of high school, my junior year, see what I was doing, what I was talking about, what my day-to-day looked like. And I think that is literally the coolest thing. Cons, you open yourself up to a lot of scrutiny, people inserting opinions where they're kind of unwarranted and you question yourself a lot. Also, just growing up on the internet, I kind of learned how to had to learn how to have a thick skin because people were obviously giving their opinions, which everyone's allowed to do. But some people would not do it in the nicest way or just, I don't know. I mean, there's definitely people who had good intentions, but then people who had bad intentions and wanted to like tear me down, which they didn't because I'm still here. (laughs) But yeah, that was definitely a lot. Being a teenager is hard enough as it is and having scrutiny and comments and opinions from thousands of people who are seeing a 10 minute video and assuming that that's everything about me when I have a whole life that does not get filmed. And I'm kind of jumping around here because there's so much to talk about, but I've definitely had to find a good balance for me in terms of what I keep private and what I choose to share. And it's a delicate balance because obviously I want to let people into my life. That's why I do what I do. And that's what I choose to do. And I know that I'm doing that, but I also never want to take that too far just because one, you never know who's watching your videos. If it's public, anyone can watch it and you never know who's watching it and who could like have it out for you. There's some keyboard warriors out there who will try and tear you down, but there's also just some things I've wanted to keep for myself. And I think finding a balance of that over the last few years has helped me have so much longevity with this career because I'm able to find a pretty good balance between my real life and then my online life. And I will say my online life is a piece of my real life, but it's not all of it. I don't feel like I play a character, which is why I think I've been able to last for so long because I think there's creators out there and I know this because they've talked about it where they feel felt like they were playing a character and so it was really hard for them to grow up and then have their viewers expect them to be another way but I feel like the community I have because I was always just sharing my life I attracted people who were in similar stages of life or just interested in what I was going through personally I feel like my viewers and I have grown up together which is the coolest thing and I'm so grateful for that because I know a lot of creators have identity crises when they're making a certain type of content, they personally grow out of that, the viewers still expect that from them, and they just do not resonate with that anymore, and that's not who they are, and so they don't know what to do, but I feel like I've really grown with everyone who has watched me, and it's so cool because I'll get comments sometimes, and it means the world to me, and when people are like, I've been watching you since high school, and I'm like, that is literally over five years ago, what do you mean? We literally grew up together, that's so crazy, and it's so cool, and I think That's what I love about social media is that you can connect with people that you never would have connected with before and that's so, so special. I'm kind of going all over the place here, but back to what I was saying, that's when I started to grow. Sophomore, junior year of high school, my high school vlogs popped off. I was getting so many views. YouTube is a different, (laughs) it was a different animal back then. 
I was pulling hundreds and hundreds of thousands of views on each video, not even intending to do that. And it's just funny, like now it is so hard to do that. Also because people, short form has really taken over and people don't watch long form as much. It's a lost art if you ask me. I will always be a YouTube girly at heart. It's my favorite thing. But YouTube was super different back then. It was not honestly easy to blow up, but a lot easier than it is now. That's for sure. I was gaining over 10,000 subscribers a day. I was on the road to 1 million, which was crazy. My videos were just popping off left and right. I was doing a lot of high school vlogs and yeah, it was just crazy. Looking back in the moment, I didn't really think about it like that, but looking back at how many people were watching these videos, holy shit, (laughs) that is crazy. It's kind of funny because now when I see younger creators start to blow up, I almost feel this kind of like, maternal instinct over them I won't even interact with them or know them on a personal level but I'll see them start to blow up and I'm just like I want to protect you because I know how the internet can be and I will say I feel like I have the best online community ever because it is such a nurturing and safe place but sometimes there's intruders and I'm not talking about the people who give constructive criticism because hey if I need to be checked check me I think there's a way to do it, but some people do come with malicious intent and intent to hurt. And I know the people that truly care about me never have that intention, but there are people like that out there. And so when I see younger creators blow up nowadays, I'm just like, I want to protect you from the internet because they will try to tear you down. One second, everyone loves you. And as soon as you get a little too popular, they will start to nitpick. And yeah, I mean, there's a lot of arguments to be made there because some people are like, that's what they signed up for. Mm. Is it though? Because I don't think anyone signs up to be bullied and I don't think that's an excuse to bully. Being like, oh, I, mm. <laughs> the reason I brought that up is because when I look back to my teenage self, I'm like, oh my goodness. I'm so glad I had a good support system. I had good friends. I had an amazing family because wow, it was a scary world out there. But like I was saying, I do have such an amazing community, but there were periods, especially when I was very popular in terms of like getting tons of views, getting a lot of new eyes on me because I feel like right now people that watch me, they know me, they've been watching me. They're not like new care like they're not new to my to me or my channels. But back then when I was just getting so many new people and new eyes on me and gaining some popularity, while well, 95% of the comments were so sweet and so supporting, the 5% who were trying to tear me down and come for me That 5% can feel very loud. Yeah, I just look back and I'm like, I'm so glad, one, that I stuck with this. I'm so glad, two, that I had amazing people around me to help me through these things. Three, I've also just been on the internet for a while, so I feel like I've developed a thick skin to that, which is kind of (laughs) sad because some people can just be so hurtful and mean with their words. But yeah, that was definitely an interesting time when I was gaining a lot of traction. If you listened to my last episode, you know that one of my biggest goals this year is to be a lot more intentional about my spending habits, which I'll admit it's going to be a little bit of a challenge. But when it comes to shopping, who doesn't love the good things in life? I know I do. Even though I enjoy luxurious, nice quality items, I'm trying to be more careful with my spending habits. But that is why I love Quince. Quince is the go-to for luxury essentials at affordable prices. 
Quince offers a variety of high-quality items from sweaters to loungewear to everything in between. Quince has it all and at prices within reach. All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Basically, by partnering directly with top factories that use safe, ethical, responsible manufacturing practices, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us, which is amazing. As I'm getting older, I'm trying to elevate my style Quince has definitely helped me do that. Their pieces are classic, timeless, and work for any occasion. It's hard to choose, but I have a sweater from them that I absolutely love. I wear it, well, I'd wear it more if it was actually cold here, <laughs> but I love that. And I also have this like ribbed, long, tealish, skinny strap dress. I'm obsessed. It does me very well. I feel like whatever you have going on, your go-to pieces are going to be your Quince staples. Give yourself the luxury you deserve with Quince. Go to quince.com slash mind for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash mind to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash mind. To kind of backtrack a little bit, when I finally started to make money and get management, I know that's a lot of, well, a question that a lot of people asked. I had about maybe 90,000 subscribers. So this is like before when I had already done the switch from being Beauty by Ava to Ava Jewels. I was gaining a little bit of traction and kind of growing. Hadn't hit that 100K mark yet. I remember getting an email and I had put my email publicly for, I mean, business inquiries, but like no one ever inquired. <laughs> like I did not do, oh, I would just get a lot of spam. I actually would see emails come through of, people being like, I want to manage you. I'm an agent. I'm a manager, whatever it was. I honestly never looked into any of them and I would just delete them because I thought it was fake. I thought it was spam. And I was just so new to that world. There wasn't information out there about it like there is now. So I just had no idea what was going on. But when I was about at about that 90,000 subscriber mark, I don't know what made me click on this one email, but it was the management that I'm actually still with to this day. I think I've been with them for now six years or maybe like six and a half, which is crazy. Select management. They're absolutely the best and they have just helped me get to where I am today, but they discovered me back around then and I don't know what made me click on this email because like I said, I was in the habit of just like deleting them. I wouldn't even read them because I knew some of it was fake and people just trying to like take and I don't know. I was just scared. I had no idea what was going on, but this one, for some reason I clicked on and it seemed legit. So I got my mom involved. She did some research and she was like, I think this is a real company. My parents, by the way, also had no idea what was going on. Like I said, there wasn't information out there about this. It wasn't like a popular thing yet, like how it is now. Now I feel like there's so much information out there, but we truly had no idea what was going on. And so my mom did all this research. We were obviously sketched out. We're like, what is going on? When she made the discovery that they were legit we were like okay let's hop on a call like what do you mean a manager I felt so cool I was like someone wants to manage me this is insane so we went through that whole process and they told me what they do what they could do for me and the possibilities and I was like wait what like this could be something it was talking to them that made me realize like oh my gosh this I could make something out of this I could make this become something I could become something and that was a crazy realization because up until then this was just like a little side thing I would do after school this was my after school activity after signing with them I felt like I had this new motivation I had someone that I could rely on my manager who I could ask questions and it was so exciting 
that is when I started to make money. I started to grow because they had so many tips for me. I also started to make online friends, the friends that I'm still friends with to this day that you guys know. We would all collab with each other and hang out and fly out to meet each other. And that was such a fun time. We would help each other grow. We were all in it together. We were kind of all around the same age, all around the same size of channel. And we were just all so new to it and excited. When I first got signed, I wasn't making any crazy money, even though it was possible to make money. It wasn't the same that it is now in the way that so many brands, like a lot of brands didn't do influencer marketing back then. Now they do. That is one of the main places that brands will put their money towards is paying influencers to promote their products. So there was, there, there's a lot more brands now that do it back then there wasn't. So I started off making like a good amount of money. And at the time, like even now that was amazing money to be making because again, to do something I was going to do anyway, to do something that I loved and to just happen to get paid for it. That was insane to me. I was also in high school. So I was like, this is like a little side job. This is so cool. And eventually as I grew, the brand deal started to get bigger. The opportunities started to get bigger. I was still doing what I was doing. I had branched out to Instagram and doing that. Instagram and YouTube were like my two main things that I focused on. I have a love-hate relationship with that platform. I used to love it. I think, I mean, I don't want to talk shit, but like it's kind of overwhelming how each platform tries to become each other. Like Instagram doing IGTV to compete with YouTube and then having reels to compete with TikTok. TikTok coming out with stories to compete with Instagram. YouTube coming out with shorts to cater to short form. Like, oh my gosh, every app is trying to become each other. I loved when everything was in its own lane. And that's how when I started social media, that's the way it was. So I will always miss that. However, you have to grow at the times. Obviously, nothing will ever stay the same. So you have to adapt. And I recognize that. But I remember when I was trying to grow my Instagram, my managers had told me because my YouTube was growing, but my Instagram was a little bit on the smaller side. They were like, you really need to focus that on that as well, because brands look for Instagram followers. A lot of brands will promote, will do brand deals on Instagram, but not on YouTube. So I started to grow my Instagram. I'm not going to lie. I owe a lot of that <laughs> to my mom for helping me grow it because she became a YouTube mom. Dance mom? No. YouTube mom? Yes. She literally was like, you're going to pack some outfits and I'm going to go take photos of you. And so we would literally do these little photo shoots together, which make me want to cry looking back at because she pushed me so much to go and do that. It was very out of my comfort zone. I didn't know what I was doing. I wasn't a model. I didn't have any, I was stiff and awkward. I didn't know what I was doing. I was in public. I felt embarrassed, but she was always pushing me to do more and be better. And I think I needed that because I wouldn't have done that myself. And so the era that that was, was the preset era. If you are a little social media child like I was, you'll know what I'm talking about. It's when the skin was orange, the saturation was all the way up, you were using people's presets, like that's the era that I'm talking about. You can, unfortunately, if you wanted to, you could scroll down on my Instagram and look at that. I would ask that you don't, but it is public knowledge. So like if you want to, that's totally your choice. Back then it was a lot easier to grow on Instagram than it is now. I literally had a call with my manager the other day and I was like, my Instagram has been just like flatlining. I've been losing followers and I don't know what's going on. And she's like, there's such a push on short form content. Most Instagram users are finding that their audience is just like not as engaging anymore. And a lot of people are having this issue where they're losing followers. 
some of it is just Instagram deleting bot followers, but she's like, this is the hardest time to grow on Instagram. It's like the hardest platform to grow on. It is almost impossible. (laughs) The platform that is easiest to grow on right now is TikTok, (laughs) which is a new animal that crawled its way into the picture maybe like what three years ago now by the time i was a senior in high school it had started to get to the point where i was making a good amount of money i took half day at my school which if you had a job you could eliminate your school day in half you'd only have like three or four classes if you had proof that you had a job so i did that to focus more on youtube i'd played volleyball for four years five years at that point i was super into it it was a huge part of who I was, but senior year, I decided to stop because I kind of had to choose. I can either do volleyball or YouTube. Both were very demanding and time consuming, and I'm not someone who likes to split my energies. I wanted to either go 100% into one. I was kind of like all or nothing because I was like, I can either do this and be successful at it or do the other thing and be successful at it, but I can't put my all into both. And so I chose YouTube, which looking back, it was a hard decision but it was also an easy decision. Like I knew I didn't really have to think twice about it. I was like, I think this could be my future because at that point, like I said, I was starting to make money enough so that I didn't go to college. No, not another influencer who didn't go to college. Okay. I did do online school for a bit. I'm still technically enrolled. Like it's been like three years since I take, I've taken a class. However, after a lot of conversations with my parents, with myself, (laughs) with my managers, I decided that I would put my all into YouTube. And so that's what I did. This isn't a popular approach at all because I think most people do have a plan A, a plan B, a plan C. And I typically do in my life too. But with this, I had no plan B. I was all or nothing in this. I'm like, if this doesn't work, I don't even have an option for this not to work out. That was not even a choice. That was not an option for me because I didn't have anything as a backup at the time. I was like, I believe in myself so much. I'm going to make this work. And it's kind of crazy in hindsight, thinking back to, I was what, 19 years old, 18 when I graduated high school, thinking that now I'm 23, that was five years ago. And I'm like, I wish I could go back and just be like, dude, you're going to make something out of this and you're going to make it given, do I know what's going to happen five years from now with social media? Could all this end? Yes. And I know people love to say that and be like, well, what what if it ends? First of all, I believe in myself. Okay. (laughs) I feel like I have a good resume. I've worked with brands. I have a lot of valuable skills and also Social media is not going to die. At this point, I think it's around to stay. I don't see a world where social media just ceases to exist. However, I do feel confident that if something crazy were to happen, I would figure it out because that's just what you do. But at the time, yeah, I had no backup. That Yeah, that wasn't even in my head that it wasn't going to work out because I just believed in myself a lot. And I had people around and around me who believed in me, which was also so helpful. And at this point, doing this as a job was becoming more accepted Before it was like, you make money on the internet. Like it sounds kind of sketchy. And now it's like a legit job. It's like a legit occupation that is recognized and more known about. And it's just so crazy how times have changed with that. So even though I myself had chosen not to do the typical school route of college, I was still very nervous because when I was in high school, my videos were popping off. People loved the high school vlogs because they could relate to it and they were also going through the same thing. And I was like, when I graduate, what's going to happen? Because I know that people love college YouTubers and college vloggers. That would be like securing another four years of content ready to go for me. And that was scary not doing that because I was like, I don't know what I'm going to make content about. 
I think my channel is going to take a big shift. I think it's going to take a big hit because I don't think people are going to find me relatable anymore. I went through a little bit of an identity crisis there for a sec. I had to definitely find my groove again. And I knew that I was taking a little bit of a risk with that. But at the end of the day, I was like, I don't want to live my life based on social media. I'm not going to go to college for content. <laughs> like unless I'm going to go to college and continue my education because I want to not because I think it's going to get views. Like I did not want to do that. So I didn't. And it was definitely, it definitely, my channel definitely took a hit in terms of people not watching me as much. My videos not getting as many views, whatever. But I was confident that I would find my groove again. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to grow with my channel. I'm going to go with this redirection and I'm going to keep, keep doing it because one, it's impossible to please everybody. Two, you're always going to be not relatable to some people and then relatable to some. You can't possibly please everyone. And that's something that I really had to learn over the last 10 years is that you're not going to make everyone happy. You're not going to keep everyone happy. And so at the end of the day, you have to do what's best for you because it's just impossible to please everyone else. And so if you at least do that for yourself, that's a win. I would say I felt lost for maybe like a year or two after I graduated just with the content I was making. I did do online school for a bit, which was kind of fun because I actually did want to do that for myself. And it also was content for me to film, which is the entirety of lifestyle vlogging. Like you vlog what your life is. So the fact that whenever I have something going on in my life, it's content for me, <laughs> which is great. Even in bad situations, when something unfortunate happens, I'm like, okay, in a effed up way, like this is content, whatever. I think it was also just extra tough because like I said, your teenage years are hard as it is. And adding scrutiny on top of that, sharing your life on top of that, getting a lot of people's opinions on top of that, that were just like, it was just a lot. And so I think that contributed a lot to me just not really knowing what I was doing, still doing it anyway. Like I said, I've never taken a break from YouTube. I was still posting, but I just didn't really know where it was going. I was still trying to find myself on a personal level. And so to be filming content about my life when I didn't even feel comfortable in my own skin, not knowing what I was doing, definitely made it a little bit difficult. But as I grew up and discovered myself more, got more comfortable with myself in myself, I think there was a direct reflection on that with my channel. A year or two after I graduated, I really felt like I was starting to find my groove again and I was so excited. I had so many cool opportunities come my way. I was on a game show with Awesomeness TV and Hollister. That was super cool. <laughs> I made so many friends. I traveled over the world, all over the world, which is crazy. And all that's documented, which again, is my favorite thing. One of my favorite things about what I do because I get to look back at all that and just see my progress and see my growth and it's so fun and cool to be able to do that. Something I think is very unique about this job is that in a typical job, you start off somewhere like near the bottom. I mean, usually, right? You get promoted, you get recognized, and like I said, promoted. You work your way up. There really isn't a way to work your way up in this industry because I don't even know what that would look like. I guess maybe gaining subscribers, but or followers, whatever it is, whatever platform you're referring to. But sometimes it's really hard to feel like you're making progress when you're a content creator because you're basically doing the same thing the entirety of your career unless you pivot and shift. And it can kind of get frustrating sometimes because when you are your own boss, which again, has its pros and cons, like everything does in life, but it's 
a def- definitely a different experience than a normal situation, than a normal job situation where you can get promoted and you feel like you're working your way up and it's exciting. There really isn't that feeling with this job. You kind of just feel like you're always doing the same thing. And after a certain point, it's like, oh my gosh, what am I doing? I think most creators, when they're a few years in, start to feel that. So they'll start a brand or pivot, start a new platform. Just try to change it up because you're doing the same thing for so many years without feeling like you're really making like concrete progress, if that makes sense. I know I definitely felt like this. I was like, I feel like I'm just like stagnant. There's not really a lot happening. Like, yes, I'm still making money. Yes, I have a substantial amount of followers, but what am I doing? I don't feel like this is going anywhere. And so I decided to do this podcast. (laughs) And here we are today because of it. I just wanted to do something different. I had done everything else for so many years. I needed something new. I needed something fresh that's kind of in the same realm, but so different. Honestly, this podcast does feel like its own separate thing, which I love. I feel like every social media platform to me just feels so separate from each other and they don't really bleed into each other. I mean, even though I'm the one creating everything, I feel like they all have its different purpose and I have a different vibe on each platform, I feel like. I knew I wanted to do something that actually interests me, not do something because everyone else is doing it or because I felt like I had to. And I'm so glad that I started this podcast because I truly love it so much. I see this lasting so long. And it also was a breath of fresh air that I definitely needed after doing the same thing for so many years. I also started a brand, Sun Glow, if you guys remember that. And then I ended up stopping it. But that was a cool experience in and of itself. It was about a two years in the making and then I had it like it was launched for about a year and then I stopped it this past summer something that I wasn't really ready for something that I'm not writing off for the future but yeah that's been put on pause for now and that kind of leads me to where I am now still posting videos still sharing my life in these silly little vlogs and absolutely loving it I'm so excited for this year of my channel. I have like the next five months of videos planned out, (laughs) which is kind of crazy, but for a reason, because something's happening in my life that I'm really excited to share about. So I have all those videos planned and I'm just still doing this damn thing 10 years later. I love what I do. I wouldn't change it for the world. Like I said, every job has its pros and cons. I would say things I love. I love connecting with people that I never would have had the opportunity to connect with, like you guys. Like, you would, I I don't know. You guys have just changed my life, and I'm so grateful to connect with all of you. I'm grateful for the friends that I've made who also do social media because, again, I never would have met these people because they live in different states, and now they've become my best friends. I love having a creative outlet, and I love a sense of community, the sense of community that I've created. Like I said, it feels like a very safe place and y'all just get it and some of the cons that I feel like are obvious it's not always the most fun when you're getting hated on in a malicious way with malicious intent also I feel like sometimes it is hard to find a balance of real life and the life your online life it can be kind of hard to separate but for the most part I haven't struggled with that a lot recently there have been periods where I'm like um uh, they're kind of bleeding into each other I don't really have good boundaries with this However, I'm in a good space with that now. But overall, I wouldn't give this up for the world. I feel like I'm still just doing this for 13-year-old me who had no idea what's coming for her. And I feel like that way now, too. I have no idea what's coming for me. (laughs) 
We'll see where all this goes. I really never know how to answer the question of where do I see this going now? What's my direction with it? Like, I know I'm going to do this for the next few years, but what what after that? That question will always stump me because if you asked me five years ago, I never would have thought I'd be doing the things that I am now. And so it's really hard to guess five years from now. I'm like, okay, realistically, am I going to be a vlogger when I'm 30 years old? I don't know. Some people do it, but at that point, I'm going to have been doing it for 20 years. Is that even going to be a thing anymore? What am I going to feel called to share? What am I going to feel inspired by? I could totally branch off and do something completely different. The possibilities are kind of endless for everyone in life, but yeah, I I have no idea. I know I'm going to do this for the next while, so don't worry. I'm not going anywhere. I'm not saying like I plan to quit, but yeah, I, I really have no idea. Like, I don't know. Am I going to be a mom? Vlog? No idea, babe. For some reason, I just don't see myself vlogging as vigorously as I do now every single week for the next like in the next 10 years I know for the next few years like yeah but maybe I'll slow down and focus on something else a little bit more I do see the this podcast having a lot of longevity yeah it's kind of hard to say I guess we'll just have to (laughs) wait and find out when I find out I will let you know and right now I have no idea so we're just gonna leave it at that I'm gonna get into these questions I don't know if I'm gonna answer every single one with a long-winded answer some of them might be a little bit quicker because I've maybe already kind of brushed over it in this episode. And I might go in depth. You never know. I love to chat, so we could be here for a little bit longer. The first question I see, what was your reaction when you started getting a large following? Did you expect it? Absolutely not. I had no expectations of that. When it happened, I was kind of like, whoa. It didn't even register to me that those were actual people that were following, like people that existed in real life that were watching me. That was insane to me because... I had just been doing it for so long. It, yeah, it's kind of hard to conceptualize what 100,000 people look like. And so when I saw that a video got 100,000 views, I wasn't thinking what that many people watching my videos look like. Like, I, I kind of like it that way because I think it kept me sane. <laughs> if you were to have gotten a degree, what would it be in? Digital marketing, probably. And that's what I was doing when I was doing online school for a bit. But it kind of just got to the point, I've talked about this before, where I felt like I had already learned what I was learning about in my classes. And it got to the point where the professor that was teaching us would start to ask me certain things because I had had firsthand experience with like influencer marketing. And that's something that they were beginning to teach. Uh, It just felt not productive for me to be doing that because I was like, I have been doing these business deals since I was 17. I've learned so much, not that I felt like I knew everything, but yeah, kind of how I mentioned before that I wanted to put my 100% into everything. I didn't want to really want to split my energies. That's kind of how it started to feel with online school and YouTube, not even just YouTube, but social media in general. My thing is I just want to strike while the iron is hot and the iron is still hot. So I'm going to keep striking it. And yeah, I just want to seize the moment because education will always be there, but this opportunity won't. And that's how I felt. So I don't know why I went off on that whole tangent for a simple question, (laughs) but yeah, it probably would have been in marketing of some sort. Girl, how do you vlog? It's like I'm on FaceTime with you. I want to start vlogging, but I don't look natural. Thank you. That is literally music to my ears and it's just taken a lot of practice. It is not a normal thing to be filming yourself by yourself, talking to yourself, coming up with things to say. It's not a normal thing and it just takes a lot of practice. It's taken me years to kind of master that craft of making it feel like 
that that's the goal honestly to feel like i'm on facetime with you guys or for you guys to feel like you're on facetime with me and have it just feel like we're hanging out practice 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 and you'll just get more natural it'll feel more normal i'm reminded that it's not a normal thing for people every time i vlog with friends who don't do it or even with micah still like he's not used to it so anytime the vlog camera's out he kind of seizes up and gets all uncomfortable and like awkward a little bit and he's like i'm not used to this and i'm i just remember oh yeah this is not a normal thing to be filming yourself and talking about what you're doing but yeah it's just always funny anytime the camera comes out i'm like where did your personality go you're so funny like sometimes it'll pop out in videos but i know he gets a little shy but yeah i think that's just normal so if you want to look more natural when you're vlogging keep practicing do it all the time yeah it just takes a little bit honestly did people make fun of you in the beginning absolutely they did and now <laughs> they're definitely not how did you know you were ready to make influencing your full-time job it kind of just happened like i said i didn't expect any of it it just came to a certain point where i was making a certain amount of money where i was like um yeah i i think this counts as a career now <laughs> like i can support myself financially it kind of just happened honestly I know for other people, it's a bit of a different journey when they start their content creating journey and they have a job or they are literally in a career. That's when it can get kind of the question of, oh my gosh, do I quit my day job and like pursue this? I fully commend people who do that because that is a scary leap, but sometimes it's necessary. I mean, some people do both of it, which I also commend. That is also amazing. It's so hard to do both, I'm sure, but yeah. I didn't have a job prior to that, and so I kind of just fell into it. Is it hard to choose what to put out there versus what you keep private? Yes and no. I'm trying to get better at oversharing in general, even in my life with like people in my life. Sometimes I tend to overshare, and that's not always a bad thing, but sometimes I take it to the next level. But online, I feel like I just have a natural feel for this feels right to put out there, this doesn't. If it's something that I feel uncomfortable or that I don't even talk about with the people in my life, I'm probably not going to talk about it on the internet. But sometimes it can get confusing because your two worlds do blend together with this job. And you forget that not everyone watching you is sweet and supporting and has your best interests at heart. Sometimes that gets hard to remember that not everyone is like that. And I feel like I go through different seasons where I do want to be a little bit more private. And when I am a little bit more open, honestly, it just depends. And I kind of just do what feels right. I don't ever feel forced into talking about certain things or showing certain things. And I also really love that my community doesn't expect that. Yeah, it's amazing. Did your family always know about your YouTube channel? No, I get that question a lot. I didn't tell them at first. And then eventually when I did tell them, like it didn't matter if I told them or not, because in my head I was like, 10 people are watching my videos they're not going to find out. It's literally fine. And then obviously they found out eventually and I told them and my dad just said not to use my last name for security reasons, which is why I go by Ava Jules. And I also just feel like it's a pretty good internet name. <laughs> but yeah, they did not know at first. I don't know if I necessarily recommend that, but teach their own. Were you fully confident when you first started? Absolutely not. I was an awkward, uncomfortable in her own skin, 13 year old, but also at the time, I wasn't even thinking about haters or judgment from people because I was just so young that those things hadn't even occurred to me. Like life hadn't happened to me yet. And I feel like I was just so naive. And I love that because I was just doing my thing. And I didn't even 
feel like I needed to be confident to start. I just started and I'm glad that I, that wasn't in my frame of mind. And I'm glad that I didn't wait to feel fully confident to start because I would have been waiting forever. Honestly. Ooh, this is a really good question. How has being an influencer changed your perception on how you present yourself? The hardest part about this is that sometimes people make up a version of you in your head based on what you share, which is like I said, a tiny fraction. I'm sharing a day in my life. The video is 20 minutes long. My day is 24 hours long. That video is edited. It's curated. I know exactly what's going in there. I know how it's presenting myself. And so people sometimes just fill in the blanks of the things that you don't show or don't tell them. And they expect you to act a certain way, be a certain way. They have these expectations for you. And I'm like, and then when they kind of push those onto you, it's kind of frustrating because I'm like, this is my life. What I do has nothing to do with you. It doesn't affect the way you're living. I'm so grateful for the people who accept who I am and see these changes that happen in me and in my life and just continue supporting because sometimes people on the internet get mad when you change, but I'm like, I didn't change. I just grew up. And also change is not a bad thing. Not all the time, at least. But yeah, it's definitely changed how I present myself because sometimes I feel like, oh, I don't know if this is going to be perceived well. I'm going to cut this out of the video because uh, just sometimes it's just not worth it. I've had to decide sometimes how's the internet going to perceive this? Sometimes people don't know when I'm joking. People don't know when I'm not being serious and I'm being silly. Like, I don't know. I I think also in a lot of ways, I have felt like I need to be perfect. And that's my problem that I feel like that. But there's just been in- instances where I feel like people expect you to know everything. And I feel like this is the problem because content creators, influencers, whatever you want to call us, <laughs> we're also just humans figuring it out. I don't have all the answers. I don't know everything. I'm going to make mistakes. And I feel like sometimes people fail to realize that and just expect you to have it all figured out and I don't know. I remember when this trend was going around on TikTok and I I thought it was so funny. It was people being like, if I was an influencer, I would get canceled immediately. And everyone in the comments was like, dude, literally same. (laughs) I just thought it was funny because when that was the thing on the internet to cancel people, listen, listen, holding people accountable, very, very important. But the whole cancel culture was just getting kind of out of hand Oh, I have a lot to say about that. I won't get too deep into that conversation. But honestly, when that was happening, it made me feel very scared to be myself because I'm like, I say one wrong thing and someone takes it out of context and I'm done. Sometimes I do feel like I have to be a little bit careful about what I put out there, what I say. But also I've, the older that I get, I'm like, look, you either like me and you like my content or you don't. But if you don't, I don't know why you're watching me. All you have to do is not consume my content. The people that get it, get it. And I love them for it, (laughs) which is most people. But yeah, I just got tired of feeling so on edge, feeling like I was walking on eggshells because of the state of the internet. What was creating like in high school? Did people ask you about it? Honestly, I had so much fun. The fact that my school let me film as much as I did. Also, I don't think they were realizing what was going on, but I would film in my classes. I would film at recess, at lunch. I would vlog during literal learning lessons. (laughs) That's when my channel actually blew up the most when I was doing those videos because I feel like people just ate it up. They loved that. And I look back and those videos were so fun. Also, I was so chaotic. So cute. Anyway, I had a lot of fun creating in high school. It was just something fun to do. And also, I feel like I was at the point where I had quite a bit of followers. So people were like, oh, that's so cool. It wasn't like, oh, that's so embarrassing and lame. Way to switch up. (laughs) But people found it interesting and cool. So... 
yeah, my experience in high school was good. My experience in middle school, absolutely not. But you know what? It's fine because here we are. How did you deal with the fear of judgment from people close to you? Honestly, I was so lucky with my support system. My family was super supportive. My close friends were, and that definitely carried me through and was so helpful, especially when I was going through harder times with it. I know that's such a issue for people and something that really holds them back is they're scared of the judgment from the people around them. But like I said before, you can't let the fear of judgment, the fear of looking stupid, the fear of failure hold you back because who knows what you could be holding yourself back from. If I had held back and not started this whole journey because I was scared of what people would think, I wouldn't be here making this podcast episode right now and you'd be listening to someone else. (laughs) At the end of the day, what you think about you is the most important. And yes, it sucks when people around you just don't get it. But hey, if they don't get it, they just don't get it. That's on them. Okay, this is the last question I'm going to answer. I think it's such a cute one. What has been your favorite success story within your social media? I love this question. And the first thing that came to my head was modeling for Hollister. I know I've talked about this before, but I was 13. I was Hollister obsessed, wore all the shirts with the branding every day to school, would beg my grandma to go to Hollister with me and treat me to a pair of jeans for the new year or for like for the new school year. That was our tradition. She would get me a new pair of jeans, maybe a shirt. I was obsessed with Hollister. And this year, well, not this year, 2023, I modeled for them. And those photos were put in the stores across the world in the store that I shopped at as a little 13 year old. And so to see that was such a full circle moment because I'm like, oh my God, I made it. Like, I kind of feel like I made it a little bit. I had no idea that that was even a possibility. Oh, that, that is just still the coolest thing that one of the coolest things that's happened. And that specifically was just a big moment for me because of my background with that and how I grew up loving Hollister to like be a model for them and be in the front of stores worldwide was crazy. And also I feel like it was just a big moment for me on a personal level because I'm like, you know what, for the people who like don't take me or my job seriously, like take it seriously now. Here I am, not in a cocky way, but I just feel like so often, not even just me, but as a whole, I feel like creators get dismissed and it's not a real job. It is. And I need to learn to be more proud of that. That's something that I'm working on. I used to feel shame for some reason when people would ask me what I do and I would tell them, but I just want to be fully confident with it because I feel like I have so many success stories to back up. Like, you know what? This is legit. Take me seriously or don't. That's up to you. But as long as I take myself seriously, I feel like, and I definitely have this past year, 2023 definitely showed me that this is like a real thing. This is the real deal. And somehow I'm doing things that are the real deal. That is still crazy to me. Like it's so crazy because I was just a 13 year old who was uploading videos because she loved Justin Bieber. And suddenly this is my life. So thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you to those who have followed me for a long time. Thank you to those who have followed me for a short time. You're all appreciated. And I'm just so lucky to have this community. I love you so much. And you guys make this possible for me to do this. So I am so appreciative of that. I'm really looking forward to the next episode. I don't know if it'll be right after this, but sometime in the future, definitely look out for it in episode two on my tips for you, my advice for upcoming content creators or newer ones. This was just my journey. And I'm so lucky that I get to share all of that with you. And I will continue to for a very long time. 
honestly, I'll probably always be somewhere on the internet. Thank you for listening. I'll talk to you very soon. And that was everything on my mind.